0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Quest Rewind, the podcast where we like to reminisce about video games and consoles of the past. Today is a very special episode because we're not really going to do what I just said. We're actually going to be looking (laughs) at something a little bit more recent. Yeah, you know the thing we're known for? Uh, Not this week. (laughs) Yeah, not this week. Last week, we spent a lot of time talking about From Software Games going through their back catalog of all the Souls games from Demon's Souls all the way up to Elden Ring. Well today, joining me, Keith Hamilton and I are going to be talking about Elden Ring, the game that came out in 2022 that has taken the world by storm. We're just going to have a spoiler-filled session of gushing and talking about our experience with this game so again spoiler cash spoiler cash spoiler cast
1: (laughs) nothing is sacred if you have if you're on the fence about checking out elden ring maybe put this one on the backlog for a bit because you really should enjoy it and probably a lot of what we're gonna are gonna say won't make that much sense to you but nothing is sacred today everything is on the table we are going to
0: talk all things elden ring and i cannot wait yes i'm really excited for this conversation Again, uh, we will be going back soon to our regularly scheduled quest of Pokemon once Juan returns. But we thought in the meantime that we will be doing a little From Software tribute here yeah. and kicking, uh, well, ending it off, I should say, with talking about Elden Ring. Again, because this game came out. I don't know about yeah. you,
1: Ryan, but like. For the last two months or so, when I'm not playing Elden Ring, I'm thinking about Elden Ring. When I'm not thinking about Elden Ring, I'm sleeping and dreaming about Elden <laughs> Ring. I've, this game has consumed me in a way that like, very few games do. Like, it's It's a very special thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I have spent a lot of that time. I think I'm finally at the point, and this might be a good kind of post mortem for me with Elden Ring of like kind of tying tying it off here um because I've done almost two full playthroughs of the game. Wow. <laughs> Over a hundred and thirty hours easy between the two playthroughs. And I am kind of ready for the next thing because, yeah, I've just spent a lot of time in the lands between. And, you know, I got some Zelda videos I need to finish. (laughs) I've been working (laughs) on a a Twilight Princess review for way too long because I haven't finished the actual playthrough of the game. And I'm finally like, okay, I'm ready to play. I understand. (laughs) I'm like, I'm ready to play Twilight Princess again Um, because there was a moment where you know, I had played so much Elden Ring, and then I went and I'm like, I gotta I gotta start, you know, getting through this Twilight Princess playthrough. And I was playing it and I was like, I was just having that moment where any game that wasn't Elden Ring just was not fun to me. Yeah. And I, I'm oh, finally past I that point. <laughs> but for a while I'm like, will I ever be able to enjoy another
1: game? <laughs> yeah, for real. Like that that is I think that is exactly like I most of the gaming world has felt that for the last month or so. It's it's so rare that a game comes out and just captivates everyone the same way. And this this is a really really special game that did exactly that.
0: Yeah, and Again, another thing that, and, and I'm talking about. I do run a, a Zelda channel, game essays. If you haven't checked it out yet, but on uh, YouTube,
1: make sure to like, yeah. comment, and subscribe. After there you subscribe go. Smash to this that channel like first. button.
0: Hit that subscribe yeah. button. Hit that bell. And, all that good and stuff. And ring the bell to see yeah. all of the jingly janglies. That's that's <laughs> yeah. how that goes. So, <laughs> yeah. Basically, I was supposed to be working on that review, and then Pokemon Legends Arceus comes out. That Occupies like 70 hours of my life. And then right after that, Elden Ring comes out. And then there you go, another 130 hours of that. And yeah, two games back to back. And I would say Elden Ring just even more so than Legends Arceus. Just really, I was engrossed in everything. So I think we just let's rewind it back. And talk about our early experience with the game because I'll tell you right off the bat when I first got it, for maybe I would say the first eight hours of the game, I didn't look anything up. I just wanted to see how much I could figure out, unless maybe like little nitpick things there that I got stuck on, I didn't understand. I'd look up a quick thing. But, um, I just wanted to see how that went. So how was your early experience with Elden Ring? I'm going to actually even take it
1: back further than that for my beginning or early Elden Ring experience. Like I mentioned in the previous episode, I saw all of the hype around Elden Ring because I didn't really start playing it till like three or four weeks after it came out. And I decided that I I need to know if I'm ready for this. So I'm going to pick up Dark Souls three and play that a bunch and had a great time with that decided, okay, it's time to pick up Elden Ring. So I ended up buying a PC copy of it and just ran into a plethora of issues. They're, They're very widespread, very well known like frame rate and skipping issues. I basically ran into them all and did a steam refund after like two hours and was really really disappointed in that experience but i remember you telling me like you gotta do it you gotta play elden ring just get the ps4 version just get the ps4 version it's a good way to play and then i was thinking to myself like oh i don't know because that means i'm gonna have to resubscribe for plus and i don't know if i want to do that and then i finally caved and got Elden Ring for the PS4. So there was a brief moment where I would have just walked away from the PC version, not having a great performance experience with that and was really disappointed. I think it's fixed now, if not fixed, definitely better and not running into crazy um, frame skipping issues because that was really the big thing. It wasn't so much that it would lag or anything, but like every couple of seconds, the game would skip so you would um, jump forward a little bit and in a game that demands such intense precision it just wasn't feasible it wasn't playable as far as i was concerned so i ended up picking up the ps4 version and i was very much the same way i like i like going into these games with an idea of what i want to do as far as build wise so i looked up a couple of builds and how they played but beyond that i didn't look up any gameplay stuff just so I could experience it for myself. And that lasted pretty much all the way through Limgrave for me.
0: Yeah. So I, at be the beginning of the game, I was having a rough time because unlike you, what class did you choose? By so the way? I ended up choosing what the hell's his name? The, it's not the confessor, but it's the other one with the faith. Um, oh the prophet right yeah yeah i picked the prophet because i did want to do at the time i was thinking of it as kind of like a paladin build where i wanted to do um melee so like strength and faith thinking kind of to world of warcraft style but it ended up turning out to be very different faith builds than what you would think of as like a traditional like holy paladin type of deal just yeah, because until of what recently, they recently
1: faith uh strength kind of sucked
0: Yeah but it definitely works great in this game and it ended up being much more faith like I only got strength to a certain baseline so that I could use certain weapons and then Mm -hmm. I really left strength probably like around 22 for the rest of the game but the uh, what I initially did because unlike you I didn't play like a Souls game like recently before then last game I had played was like maybe an hour and a half of Sekiro before it made me too frustrated. I will go back (laughs) to that game. I really do want to go back, but it just wasn't the right time for me to play that game. So, and other than that, it's like I had played Dark Souls 2, but that was years ago. So I was, I hadn't uh, gotten back into the the swing of things for a while. So it took a while for me to like re-get into that mentality of playing a Souls game and the patience and just that control scheme and everything. So it was a rough first few hours. And I was just grinding a lot of mobs just to make myself stronger because I was having a hard time with even basic enemies. How long did you stay at the camp? You
1: know exactly which camp I mean, probably the one outside the gates where it's just a
0: ton of like limb grave guards. I actually, so the first thing I did was, I mean, what everybody does and and I went for the Tree Sentinel because I was like, oh, I beat Dark Souls. I know the deal. <laughs> like, I, I, I want to see, you know, I played a lot of Dark Souls too. I, I just want to see, like, what I'm worth. You know, I knew, I knew I was, like, just seeing that enemy, I knew what the deal was. I knew yeah. he was going to be tough as hell. But I was like, I want to see if I can do this. So I actually tried the Tree Sentinel maybe like three or four times. And I was like, okay. I'm, I'm not doing this and i before i went forward i kind of felt i didn't really realize at the time because i felt like oh maybe i'm not i can't get past him so i went backwards and i was doing more of like the lake air that i i forget what the lake's called but the lake around Limgrave so that camp where there's the dogs and all that stuff and the mm-hmm. the the stupid thing that warps you to Kalid, <laughs> like the chest that warps you to Kalid. <laughs> oh man, that's a that. Yeah, we'll, we'll so get that's, to that. Yeah, that frightened me. But I was spent a lot of time fighting those crabs by the lake and uh, all that to try and level up. That was like my grinding spot for a while. Was there's that those two crabs, uh, the three crabs in the in the lake, and there's a, a a grace right there, and I would just grind them. And near where like the um, bloodhounds dudes uh ever jail is uh mm-hmm. or whatever so blood i spent a knight lot of
1: darwill t- my homie yeah i believe so
0: i so, love blood knight darwill yeah so i spent a lot of time there in the early time and like i actually had to eventually look up like who the first true boss was because i didn't know where the hell i was supposed to go um but yeah i did that for about like six hours and i was like i'd only oh, play wow. for i'd only play for like an hour or two at a time before I was like, okay, I need to take a break. So it took me a while before, like, I really hit my stride with it, where it was like, oh, now I'm playing like six hours at a time, and I can't put this game down. The first, like, week, I want to say with the game, it would be like, I'd play for an hour here or there, and I'd be like, okay, moving on, like, whatever. And so it did take me a while to actually get, like, really engrossed in it. So
1: I have a question for you, based off of that, because mm-hmm. in my playthrough I did the same thing. I saw the tree sentinel. I gave it a couple of tries. He iron sheaked me real hard, and then I went past him and went to the um, went to that the Stormvale gate and found the grace there. And at that point, that's when I unlocked the ability to level up. When I got my maiden and um like eventually grind it out there for a long time to get a couple of levels under my belt if you went the other direction and ended up like at the shore and the coast were you still able to level up like did you have did yes. you find that elsewhere or yeah
0: so i believe you can go to that grace by the gate and Melina will show up but otherwise, if you find just three graces, she will just show oh, up at the third. Okay. Race. So she showed up for me where that crab grinding spot was because that was mm-hmm. the, the next grace that I found. So, yeah, if you go that whole way and you do like the Weeping Peninsula area instead of going up to where Margit is, then, uh yeah, you will still be able to level up and all that.
1: Oh, Nice. That's funny. It's interesting hearing your experience because I pretty much went in a totally opposite direction where I ended up at that camp and then I decided to work my way through the castle, got past the giant, ended up at Margit and beat my head against that for a while and decided that I, uh, I was not ready for this because boy, Margit, that is quite the first,
0: like that, that, that is the big skill oh, check yeah. of that game as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Margit so, is probably one of the best design bosses that they've ever done because it's a, it's just the ultimate skill check boss. And yeah, I, I think, the whole thing with like the tree sentinel made me think I had to go the other way, like because I assumed that there was probably gonna be tougher enemies like him, like further mm-hmm. up. So I didn't really go that way for a while. But then yeah, I eventually got to Margot, and that boss probably took me either the longest or the second longest of, of any boss in the entire game. Because I'm I think I was like maybe 12 hours in before I finally beat Margaret. Like I probably didn't find yeah, it. I was about the same point, I think. Yeah. I probably didn't find Margaret until I was like six hours in. Cause like I said, I eventually I was like, where the hell am I actually supposed to go? And then I would try it. Then I'd go off. I'd level some more. I'd try again. I would try again and try again because it was just a really tough boss, but also done in a way that for new people, margit is going to give you hell and even for skilled veterans margit is designed to give you hell because oh absolutely he has all of these fake out abilities that make you think it's safe to go in and attack and then he pulls out his magic sword and messes you and up just,
1: and just pokes you
0: enough yeah to there's kill so many you. areas where you thought you had an opening but you didn't
1: yeah that and that's what i love about him so much it's both him and the tree sentinel i think they were like perfectly placed to make you unlearn everything you know about souls games because with the tree sentinel you're you are conditioned to think like okay i ran into a boss i see a boss health bar i need to kill this thing in order to progress where in reality with the tree sentinel you are nowhere near ready for him and you can go around him you can take a couple of steps to the right and totally not aggro the tree sentinel at all or just run right past him. You don't have to fight him. It's the big unlearning of going through all of these meticulous environments in previous soul games into the open world that is Elden Ring. And then there's Margit, who is the exact same thing, where you're conditioned to find these openings in in Souls games previously, because the boss will choreograph exactly their swing and you know, okay, that's when I can go in, get two hits and then go out and then do it again until he dies. Well, with Market, he encourages you to go in with those fakes and then takes you out. You you need to unlearn everything you know about Souls games to succeed in Elden Ring within those first eight hours of the game like those two pieces of the puzzle are so well crafted and just really set the pace for the rest of Elden Ring but it's definitely one of those things where if you can't make it then maybe this isn't the game for you because I will say like Elden Ring is probably one of my favorite games ever. I would go as far as saying it is a top three game, but there is a very small crowd of people I would recommend playing this game to. And if you can't get over those first two hurdles, then you have no chance at getting or like getting anywhere in Elden Ring.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I think Elden Ring is the most accessible Souls game by far oh without a doubt just because you don't have accessibility doesn't mean ease well yeah i would well i would say the ease is um in in the play style right because i do think i i agree like if you can't get past Margaret, then you're probably not gonna get past the rest of the game but i think if you can market Margaret, you can beat any boss on the game but i agree while there is no difficulty mode in the game by definition there are builds and abilities and things that you can use to make your life much easier there is an easy mode and so if someone does want to have an easier time they can look up they can build their character in a way that is complete bs and have the time of their life kamehameeing everything to death so all right let's let's
1: confess here yeah how many bosses did you kill with rotten breath
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> far too many <laughs> you and Breath. me both yeah so but that's why i'm doing my second playthrough where i'm not doing any ash summons but i am it's, but i am being cheap as hell because i'm still using rivers of blood
1: but, yeah. okay so you took the cheapest thing and traded it for the second cheapest thing <laughs> yeah. here's my my exactly. hat's off to but you hey, sir
0: <laughs> i had to get through Morgot to get to rivers of blood so believe me i i had a tough time trying to do those other bosses soloing and maybe i used a little bit of rotten breath on Morgoth, <laughs> but hmm. just because he is such a such a tough boss for me i i don't and know what it is but you want to know something funny
1: well i one shot Morgoth. really <laughs> like I, I i know a lot of people say He's like one of the toughest bosses and late game bosses in the game. I did not have that experience at all. I... Went in, I did Nefeli lose quest, and just like my spirit summon, Nefeli and I just tore Morgoth a new one and just ended up one-shotting him. It's that that plateau is a weird place for me or that platform because I one-shot Morgoth and I one-shot
0: Godfrey. Like, oh wow,
1: th- there's supposed to be cool things there. I did not get to experience <laughs> them.
0: <laughs> yeah, Godfrey. When I was using Rotten Breath Mimic tier, all that stuff, I destroyed in maybe like three tries. But having played it now on my solo no ash summon or Rotten Breath playthrough, that was a much bigger challenge doing uh, Godfrey because that second phase, he has so many grab attacks, even if they don't look like a grab attack. That I I had a very hard time with that and now I like I made it up I haven't beat the final boss yet but I've kind of just not been playing as much lately but rewinding back a bit I think we can say again like the beauty of it is you don't have to be stuck on a boss that you can go and explore and we have things like catacombs and caves like mining caves and just random bosses like you'll enter an area and it's a little empty and you're like I feel like there's going to be a boss here, and then something it's just when you jumps see that down. summon sign
1: that that summon sign shows up in the yeah. corner, you're like, "Oh shit, here we go! Yeah. Some, something's about to jump <laughs> me. I don't know what it is." I, that I had an amazing experience with that at the very beginning, where again, I didn't look anything up. Basically, through all of my time in Lingrave, so I'm going through that swamp, just thinking like, "Do do 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 do." I'm just checking everything out, going in another direction. All of a sudden, boom! A dragon comes down and just takes me right out and that was like oh i need to watch every corner in this game that i can never be off of my guard because
0: you never know when something's gonna come take you out yeah the that moment where that dragon comes down like i was afraid of that dragon for a long time before i finally went back and killed it and it was very rewarding upon a second playthrough as that was one of the first bosses I went for because I'm like, I've fought so many of these dragons now. Like I you know I exactly know, I know the exact system on how to beat them. So that was a great way to get like a lot of runes early on. And it is funny going back and replaying Margot. Margot seems so slow now. It's like having played all the later bosses, like if you if you went back and fought Margot in a new playthrough or a new game plus, you're gonna be surprised at how slow Margot is compared to some of the, the later game bosses.
1: That's interesting. I am going to play through it again eventually. So I will, I look forward to that just as long
0: as you don't have too much of a gap in between <laughs> like yeah, having yeah, just done I'll a just... playthrough and then starting a fresh one <laughs> but if you if you walk away for six months I don't you know I think all that all that's going to be a little bit uh you're gonna be a little bit rusty there in in theory
1: because my plan right now is I still need to beat millennia so I'm going to beat millennia millennia new game plus and go straight to market and compare the two <laughs> nice
0: nice that'll be good if you're not too op because you might be able to trivialize depending on how how much you leveled up before you go into new game plus so true yeah we'll have to see because uh I'm pretty sure I was I was at my buddy's house and he was in a new game plus and he had rivers of blood and all that stuff and he I forget what level he was but he was probably close getting close to 200 and we diced up bosses like it was nothing so (laughs) yeah depending on how much you level but so mm-hmm. one one thing that is, I think, a amazing part about this game is how it keeps getting bigger. Like the map, you see the map at the beginning and it seems big and then it surprises you. Were there any moments or any maybe portals or anything you took that made you just go <laughs> one in, in particular, d- yeah. maybe? Because <laughs> <laughs> I so, actually didn't take that one initially, but uh yeah. If there's any of those moments, please share. So um, originally, I thought like my game was
1: broken because when you first start the game and you hit the map screen... They don't even try to like hide it. It's just like black. You get one little square and the game and like the rest of the map is just black. It's not grayed out or anything. So I thought my game was broken and I reinstalled it because of that. Not realizing like, oh no, that's just how the game is. So once I got over that, I did my market stuff like I mentioned. I realized I'm probably not ready for this. So I was going to go in another direction. That direction took me to Kaled. (laughs) <laughs> which is the land of broken dreams. As far as I'm Yo, concerned, yeah. there is, it. it's, it's so funny how you can just go a little too far out of limb grave, which is, you know, it's pretty easy. All, all in all, it's, it's something that seems difficult at first, but becomes trivialized very quickly, all of the different enemies in Kaelid, or in uh, Limgrave. Then you end up in Kaelid, which is the total opposite. It's a nightmare where dogs have demon feathers, and they are giant birds that scraw at you and murder you, and there's dragon knights. Like when the, f- It doesn't matter who you are, the first time you go to Kaelid, you are not ready for Kaelid at all. It is a nightmare of a zone, so So I ended up going in that direction. I fought the invasion. That one was like, if you consider invasion bosses, that was one of the first bosses I beat that um, the lady with the big sword that invades you at the church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ended up um, beating her through some, um, just through multiple attempts and learning her moves. Ended up in Kaled, ended up at the tree there in the catacombs by it. Realized I should not be here at all. And then went to explore. Um, Limgrave some more. So that's when I went the direction that you went and felt, felt like Blood Knight Darwil and his Ever Jail and felt like... You, you know how there are parts in these Souls games where you feel like you're about on par with the difficulty? Yeah, that, for like, sure. With how... Um, how easily things die, and how many hits you're able to take. That's when things started to click for me. I went, I ended up going south, and um, going to that castle. Is oh, it Castle,
0: castle Morn?
1: Yeah, Castle Morn, and then fighting the uh, the misbegotten guy that you end up fighting like a hundred times after that. And like that. <laughs> yeah. th- that was that was my first like health bar boss that I killed, <laughs> and just eventually getting all the pieces together, c- clicking that I um, can beat this dragon. And that's when I ended up finding the nightmare portal that everybody else finds. Cause there is for, um, if you didn't end up finding it in your playthrough, uh, the people in Listener Land, there's a. Um, there's ruins by that dragon in Limgrave, and all of the runes have like a secret underground uh, room at the bottom of them that you can get some loot in. So you find a couple in Limgrave, you think you're getting something cool. Well, in this particular one, you get the opposite of cool. You get <laughs> teleported to hell <laughs> like it, it's it's not even just you get teleported to caleb you get teleported to one of the worst parts of Kalid. the cave the, with
0: all these bug people that shoot bug all people these people that
1: shoot needles at you where even yeah. like 50 hours into the game they still gave me trouble with the ones that are at the rot lake like oh, th- yeah. that was a awful experience that was that was one of the most like
0: i should not be here i discovered that pretty early on it did take me forever to finally get down there because all the little like i had so much trouble with those dogs um around that Mm -hmm. limb grave area it took me a long time but finally i went down there opened the chest after dying so many times to the rats and all that stuff and yeah it teleports you to a cave that you're stuck in and eventually I did find the grace. And then as soon as I ran out of the cave, I warped immediately back to Livgrave. I'm like, <laughs> yep. I saw that place. I'm like, I do not need to be here. It is the most I am out of here moment. Because yeah. it it is funny how they do that. And I think that's one of those cool moments. It, it kind of it's reminiscent of World of Warcraft when you would go into a zone and you would see question mark, question mark level enemies. And you're like, oh, God, I'm not supposed to be here. And that kind of that danger was a little bit fun. There's there's a fun factor to it. Because in actuality, Limgrave is probably like area three, right? You have Limgrave, yeah. you have uh, the lake, L- Lake Liernia or whatever, and then you would, then Kalid's about your level before you get to the Altus Plateau. Absolutely. Even parts, even the early parts of
1: the Altus, I would put above Kaled. It It's fascinating how they decided to um, put that behind the first gate of the game. Because eventually, you do end up killing uh, Margot and then you work your way through your first like big dungeon area of the game, like the Stormvale Castle. That's that felt like one of the most Souls experiences to me. Working through that castle, going grace to grace, progressing through it. And then you fight your first, what what are they called? Like Elden gods?
0: Oh, um, what are they? Or like, Elden lords? It's like a rune. God, I, I don't know, the what, rune whatever, bearers whatever. or whatever. Yeah, or
1: rune bearers. Yeah, 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 that's it. You fight your first rune bearer, and that's when the rest of the game opens up. Or like demigods
0: a, uh, or whatever they are. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but ev- like, the rest of the game is locked behind Stormvale Castle with the exception of Kaled. And I find that so fascinating how
0: you sort can of. either. Sort of. Because I didn't notice either. You can actually go around Stormvale Castle, there is a path. Whoa, really? Yeah. The only oh. thing that is... Techni- I didn't know that. Yeah, there is a path around it. Is it an exploit or is it like no, something that there they is intended? A, you literally can just go around the castle. There is a path. Uh, I didn't know about it either. I went through Stormvale. The only requirements... Oh. Basically, you have to beat two like, um, rune holders before you get to Morgoth. So you could technically beat radon and uh what the hell's his name rycard if you wanted to yeah. and or uh,
1: uh, what did, or what's her name at um the academy right? yeah um R- what is
0: it rinala Renalia. yeah rinala so, rinalia yeah most people would fight Godric and rinala and then they can either, they can fight whoever they want, but like you can get to, to Morgoth at that point. But I so believe- is it
1: possible then to kill Morgoth before you kill Margot? Yes.
0: And what happens is- if What you, happens? He's just not there. <laughs> he, he's oh, not there. <laughs> yeah. wow. So it, it is cool. You can actually do that. And I, yeah, I had no idea either, but that is possible. So yeah, you just have to kill two- people so it could be um radon and rykard like radon i believe does not show up until you get to the like his festival doesn't start until you get to the altus plateau or there's other triggers to get hit his festival to start Um, but that's one of them so and which you can get to by just getting the either the medallion pieces or taking the 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 way up there's another way up to get to the, the I was, plateau i was
1: interested with that because
0: you can go to caleb so early in the game
1: i was curious like if you could kill radon before you kill um margit but i guess that's not possible i guess the festival doesn't um, trigger
0: yeah no i mean you can technically but you just have to get i believe you have to trigger the festival by getting to the altus plateau or and there's there's other ways to do it but i think that is one guaranteed way to do it. I'm not sure if there's like prerequisite bosses, but I believe you could. I
1: I think I killed Radon before I got to the Altus Plateau. And we're talking about him so much. Let's take a moment to talk about Star Scourge Radon and how that's maybe one of the best boss fights that From Software has ever done. That fight felt like a wow raid boss to me mostly because you're summoning a bunch of like npc party members probably one of the coolest fights in that entire game as far as i'm concerned
0: yeah i i really i enjoy the spectacle of it i don't know if i actually i mean it's got an epic set piece it's really cool I don't know if I actually enjoy the fight itself that much. but I that love
1: is... the fight. <laughs> I, I, I went into that fight thinking that I'm going to cheese the hell out of it with Scarlet oh, Rot. Yeah. I, well, he's, I that, he
0: is literally the boss that got me to use Scarlet Rot because mm-hmm. I was like, I, how do I beat this dude? <laughs>
1: I enjoyed the fight so much I decided to go against it and kill him real way. That, that That's how much I loved Radon and ended up not Rot-breathing him god what a good fight that is
0: (laughs) so yeah i yeah that's i learned like i got the rot breath because i knew he was weak to scarlet rot and then all i did was i summoned all the dudes they all went in i rot breathed him and then i just chilled on my horse and (laughs) let them do all the fighting and i just kept (laughs) resummoning them and then uh just gave him a second rot breath in phase two and boom, he was gone. That's easy. That's the end easy of the Star Scourge, yeah. Great Swords for you. Yeah. But then my second playthrough, granted, Rivers of Blood. I did no summons, none of the people. And oh wow. No, no rotten breath. And went in and did beat him, but I was a little over leveled, to be fair, but I, I did it straight up.
1: That's cool. I, I, I'm I going to try that next time, the no summons thing. But the fact that you have this entire party... Everything about Radon is so cool. The lore behind him, how he basically consumed all the rot he could to save his entire army. And that's why he's this husk worn or wandering around Kalid now. And the fact that you need... They hold a festival just to try and kill radon like they the, the, the entire festival thing that we're talking about the story behind it is that people in caleb like invite travelers and champions from all across the lands between just to try and kill radon <laughs> because they just want to basically put him out of his
0: misery yeah, he's, at that he's point. the true he's actually one of the few heroic characters i think mm-hmm. in uh in in the game and in the lore and just
1: the love that he shows of man and animal he he literally <laughs> learned magic just so and he, he could just keep riding his horse yeah <laughs> and he
0: just wants to uh he just wants to go out with the bang and i and i respect mm-hmm. that yeah so i looked it up in the these there's two ways to trigger the radon festival that I, that i see and that is okay. to activate any grace at the altus plateau i think except for the one if you take that warp or whatever that takes you all the way up to the, uh, there's a warp that takes you to like part of uh Lendell castle, but you can't really go anywhere besides where a giant is. So okay. that one doesn't count, but I think any other Altus plateau grace will trigger the festival. Or if you get a certain away through Ronnie's quest line. Oh, okay. Um, that's, will... that's what triggered it for yeah. me. Yeah. So you can get, you could fight Radon before ever fighting, um, and like storm, anyone in Stormvale, or that's or wild in, to me, or in uh, the the academy. So that's
1: pretty cool. That's that that's that's mind blowing to me. But I I, I need to look into the Stormvale Castle skip because it's that's hard for me to wrap my head around. It's literally like,
0: just a path. It's just a path. That's, I I never. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was Soft like, man, they yeah. <laughs> think of everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did.
0: Yeah. So really, I mean, and it's funny because I spent a lot of time in Stormvale Castle. But then upon second playthrough, it is amazing how fast you can just run through that place, run by all the enemies, get right to, um, you know, right to the final boss whose name is escaping me right now for some reason. It's but- Godric. Godric, right? Godric, Godric yes. the Grafted. Yep. Which yeah, he also that- took me quite a long time upon first playthrough because my weapon was just so bad at that point. And eventually I got what became my go-to weapon for my playthrough, which was the Winged Scythe um mm, and, a good weapon yeah very good weapon and yeah once i got that i was like i was finally doing a reasonable amount of damage to him and it just made life a lot easier but it was like by the end like i knew all of his moves and how to dodge them except for some of the stuff in phase two is a little bit trickier with the with the fire phase you know yeah, dragon that, hand phase
1: that's another one that took me a while as well. At that point I had landed on sword and shield and this was uh, this was pre barricade shield nerve, which was something yeah. I heavily relied on <laughs> in the early parts of that game. It basically made it so you could block anything with taking barely minimal stamina uh, mm-hmm. stamina loss, so I would just like take hits counter, stagger, take a chunk off the boss. So I was running a shield, the brass shield, and an Uji Katana at that point to uh, to get like a stagger bleed damage thing going on. So it took me a while to get through Godric as well, but what wh- that was the point where th- the combat really clicked for me. Like the game for me is kind of pre-Godric and then post-Godric, where I was able to start taking these more difficult enemies with ease and didn't just have to sit there and like basically struggle my way through bosses. Cause I struggled my way through Margit a lot, eventually got him did the same thing with uh, Godric. It took me a while as well, especially phase two and learning how to move around all of the fire that he spews everywhere. But after that, like, the entire, like, lake area, I just breezed through that freaking place. Like, there isn't a single thing that gave me problems in that entire area. It's just like something clicked at that point, and I was
0: like, okay, now the real Elden Ring starts here. How, yeah, how thorough were you in the lake area, though? Because, I mean, I, I felt there isn't, like, a ton of stuff there, um, but I do feel like there was definitely some challenging parts. But, yeah, the enemies, I yeah most of the enemies in the lake aren't too bad except for the lobsters i don't know the
1: lobsters i i still haven't i have beaten that game i have not killed a single lobster (laughs) i actually yeah
0: i'm totally with you and apologies for motorcycles in the background but uh i have not i've also not killed a single lobster i i Mm -hmm. I thought it was of a reasonable level i went and started hitting one and there's no such thing (laughs) yeah i started hitting one and saw how little the health decreased and i'm like nope i'm out of here not worth my time there are two things
1: in that game i will actively run away from the lobsters and the hands the big hands i I cannot stand those. the great thing about them though (laughs) is
0: given my build i had fire spells and they uh they don't do well with fire so that was a great way to take them out interesting yeah Yep, and rivers of blood also has fire on it, so that also helps a lot too. But yeah, I was using the flame sling, or the black flame abilities, and those were great okay. for for taking them out. Because yeah, you go to the carrion manor, and there's a bunch of those hands just waiting to get you, and they that didn't get me the second me a time while. around.
1: I I ended up just running through that area, just like a whole
0: like nope 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 oh, nope. What did to you start at by don't... the way? What was the like the class you picked initially? I started as a confessor just because
1: mm-hmm. like um, my, my original thought was I want to do sword and shield or like one handed weapon and shield and, and then have some faith spells uh, woven in. So the Confessor was the perfect class for that yeah. for me. And that's I played that through um, Renala until I got to the Academy and then ended up specking uh, into like a Sorcerer for a bit just because I wanted to switch it up and try yeah. things out. And you get a lot of arcane spells around the, uh, the Academy oh, and yeah. in the lake area of the game. So I figured, okay, I got that. I got the Moonveil Katana. Which in the early days of Elden Ring was all of the all of the rage. Everybody <laughs> loved the Moonveil katana, so I had to try it. Respect into that. Didn't really like it that much. Like I, I played it for a bit, but then the thing with casters is you're not putting a lot of points into vigor, and there are just so many things in that game that were that oh, were yeah. taking you hits need, off of me.
0: You need to you need vigor. It doesn't matter what build you are, you need to go into vigor just because things just will continue to hit harder and harder and exactly. it, it does get very ridiculous and yeah oh, with definitely yeah. the second playthrough for dex build samurai was amazing to go and you start with an uchi katana which is great because that's a really really good weapon and the fact that you get to start with one is mm-hmm. pretty amazing and you
1: can you can dual wield that yeah pretty you, quick too yeah right? exactly
0: yeah it's not too far to get another one so it's uh it is a great Uh, start if you wanted to do a dex build so now um talking about just favorite moments in the game anything stand out to you hmm do you have one come back to me on this one yeah i mean i think the underground area as a whole is just like just discovering that because I remember I wanted to yeah, check out all these. that was very cool. I wanted to check out all these urd trees because I thought that was going to be like a key part of the game because you see the big trees, So, I thought like, oh, I have to go to all these little trees, right? Like, I thought that was kind of, I thought all the bosses, all the big bosses were going to be at the little trees. Like, I thought that was kind of the point. So, I went to that one, the um, the one kind of near the Weeping Peninsula north of it or whatever. And that's where the, that first area is to get down to like the, I forget what it's called, it begins with an S, like Siofra or something, river. Yeah. Um, so, I, I make it down there and there's all these creepy dudes with uh, spears that are pretty tough. But I eventually make it through part of that and there's all this craziness going on with these ghost... Uh, ghosts they look like Torrens from uh, World of Warcraft kind of a little <laughs> God, bit <laughs> those
1: things were pricks the first uh, time I went yeah. down
0: there <laughs> yeah shooting all these arrows at you uh, but it was cool you had kind of like uh, that little area that first area in Limgrave where you can go down there you you can't explore the rest of the underground it's kind of like a self contained area but it kind of mm-hmm. has one of those like Zelda like puzzles where you gotta light all the torches and then you get to fight this really cool like undead moose type of uh, boss. which yeah, was, that it was, was very, awesome. Yeah, very scenic and uh, atmospheric. Correction, the
1: atmosphere was awesome. The boss, not so much. Another thing I one-shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, that definitely is one of the easier bosses, but it's kind of just, you know, it's kind of like Sif from Dark Souls where it's like, oh, it's not the hardest boss, but it's like one of those really cool bosses, you yeah. know?
1: I think I'm, for, for mine, I think I'm going to piggyback on that a bit where... It's not really so much a moment, but the thing that propelled me through the game, and that's Ronnie's quest line. Like, that was kind of the backbone of my playthrough. And there's a point in Ronnie's quest line where after you kill Radon, like, a meteor crashes in the middle of Limgrave, and then all of a sudden, that's that's when you open up the rest of that underground area and start finding these underground cities. But to to go back to Limgrave and find just a giant hole <laughs> in in oh, the yeah. map, and then have to traverse down and realizing like, oh god, there. There is so much more to this game than I thought there was. Like not only is the map huge, there's a freaking under map. Like, oh my god, yeah. how much of this game is there? And then going to tra- traverse it. Like I think aesthetically those are some of the best zones in the entire oh, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah like the Noctron
0: City or whatever. Uh, yeah, with
1: all the stars above you and stuff. It it looks yeah, amazing.
0: It... It's incredible. And yeah, Ronnie's questline I actually didn't even finish till after I beat the game, but I did most of it beforehand. But that is one of the best it is the best questline in the game, without question. Mm-hmm. And it's the best it's, way to play that game
1: and also the best ending as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, I uh, yeah, the endings are they're kinda interesting. There's there's no real true like good ending I would say You say say interesting I say crap (laughs) (laughs) most of the endings yeah are are rough I actually ended up like I didn't look up any of the endings I wanted to go in completely like whatever ending I get I get and I ended up just getting Mm -hmm. the very basic ending because I didn't look up any of the quest lines thoroughly before I beat the game and most of them you're just never gonna solve unless you like know exactly what to do and look them up so i didn't do ronnie's questline until afterwards um while i was still just in my game after i beat it but i wanted to experience as much of the content as possible and it definitely is one of the cooler endings the ending i'm actually going for in this second playthrough is is actually fia's ending uh just because i wanted to do something a little bit different and because it's kind of cool just I guess we can touch on the endings a little bit, but basically you have the basic ending where you're just Elden Lord and nothing really changes. That's so it. the world you sit in a chair and yeah, the world still happened. crap. And then <laughs> Ronnie's ending is like it's a little yeah. hard to understand, but like she basically is like the you know the stars and the moon. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, like,
1: it, it it's more explained in the quest line itself. Basically you marry ronnie and she becomes the elden lord and you're her consort as a tarnished
0: but isn't it like she wants to do away with like the world as it's known or something yeah like, she's basically gonna remake the entire world yeah so i ronnie mean i don't rules. know how you survive that <laughs> but <laughs> somehow you might uh, but What's interesting what I kind of like about Fia's ending is she basically wants to bring like death back to the world where cuz mm-hmm. right now the way things work is the Erd tree like res and that's partly why when you rested a grace like everything comes back is cuz like the er- Erd tree just keeps resurrecting people of like if you have grace I guess yeah, um, cuz there are some things that like don't come back or whatever but like basically Fia's ending, although still not like a great ending, but it kind of brings death back and the kind of the how the it's supposed to be, right? You know, that things yeah. die and you know, you move on. But yeah. But I mean we all know the true best ending is the dung eater ending, right? Oh yeah. Where you <laughs> become the dung eater. Dung eater for life.
1: So I, I the when I play through it eventually again, I want to get the frenzied flame ending. Oh yeah. I have no idea how to do that, but when you get to the, uh, the snow fields uh, or the mountaintop of giants to the first time, they are so adamant about like, Hey, you can do this but you really don't want to yeah like you you don't want this ending and stuff like that makes me really want that ending so i i want to see that one through next time because i haven't looked at any of the other endings i i had the option when i finally got through the final boss to either see ronnie's or the main ones i've looked at those but i haven't seen the rest of them
0: okay then i don't want to spoil the frenzied flame ending please don't yeah i won't because uh it's i mean nothing is sacred here so if you gotta you gotta but do you know how to get you don't know how to get it i have no okay, idea i don't want to spoil i don't want to spoil any of that for you because that is i i didn't do it and it's a whole area that is involved that i completely stayed away from like did you do anything with the did you do any part of the dung eater quest line um a little bit i
1: i killed I got, I, I got the Dung Eater to be a summon.
0: Like, I went through the bells okay. and whistles So, you to went do that. to the subterranean shunning grounds. Yeah. Or whatever. Okay. So, that's an area I basically... I got to, like, the Dung Eater's jail cell or whatever and did that. Mm-hmm. But there is a whole other part to that shunning grounds and that's involved with that quest line. But I won't go any further than that because it's a it's a oh, freaking it's a trip it's a trip uh, i'll put it I that need way to know because um, <laughs> i i've been watching other people play through um you know someone who i haven't watched him forever since the hearthstone days but has been playing through Elden ring and it's been entertaining as day nine i've actually really been enjoying his playthrough on nice. twitch so this has been a throwback watching him because i haven't watched him <laughs> since the old hearthstone days um So let's, let's, uh, you know, start to close things out and talk about favorite bosses in the game. I I would actually
1: like us to rank our, our top three and our worst three.
0: Okay. All right. This, this will be good. Okay. Let's start with the worst three bosses. I think I'm just going to say Godskin Duo definitely on that list. Oh, without a
1: doubt. Those are okay i i have a question about the godskin duo for you because that fight is total crap i i hate yeah. there there was few things i actively hate in that game that dot godskin duo fight i hate mm-hmm. how many of those guys did
0: you have to fight in that um so i, I think it's
1: godskin duo but
0: yeah i think you have to fight like three total maybe i want to say um so, the first time around, I, I saw that fight and I'm like, I don't like this. So, I went mimic tier and used the extra summon, like the mm-hmm. actual NPC summon too, and rotten breath them and I beat it on like my second try or something. Then my second playthrough when I was went in solo, I think I killed two of them outright and then had to kill a third one for it to fully <laughs> so- exhaust the health. But technically, if you waited long enough another one would also come back and then you could just damage them whichever ones because they're no matter what their health is always draining so yeah um there's a, so i don't know
1: yeah. what i did wrong like i don't know if it's because i i had only faced two of the big guys up into that point like that that was my first encounter with the skinny godskin guy yeah and I, I fought a big guy in Volcano Manor and a big guy doing Ronnie's quest, but I ended up having to kill six of those guys in my fight. I had to rotten in breath the, six in of, that Godskin duo fight. In the in the Godskin duo fight from Rotten Breathing, I don't know if they get more health if you use the summon or something, but I did you use a
0: real player summon. Uh, no, I didn't. NPC I just used, I, I think they I do have more health with. They, I think they do have more health with an NPC summon. I think that, mm-hmm. I, and I know they have more health with a real person summon. So it must apply the same rules it was so awful. that that I must be what it is
1: regret that so bad it made <laughs> it so miserable having to kill them and it probably didn't help because they um like you mentioned if you wait long enough one of them does respawn i found the best way to do it was like to isolate one of them and yep. let the my mimic and the summon take care of the other one so i would kill them one by one so when one had no health left the other one still had full health so maybe i just went about it the worst way possible. But yeah, that was like me versus six of those guys. And it, it what an awful boss fight that was. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, oh. uh, definitely deserves to be on um, in the bottom three. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, you, you go for the next one. So
1: for the next one, I'm going to kind of group a series of bosses together. I think some of the worst fights in that game are dragons. Once really? you get over that. Initial shock of the first dragon coming down and taking you out. I just find it's way too easy to figure it out and cheese Mm -hmm. them that it takes all of the excitement of the dragons out of that game. Like there are exceptions. Like I would say the magma worm is still fun, especially the one that has the sword that that's a really cool fight. And there's a, um, there's a dragon on a bridge near, uh, the bestial sanctum in Caleb that you have to fight and it takes away the um, like your horizontal axis, so you're you're not able to just kind of go around them easily and dodge their fire and go to the tail and take a couple swipes at them and take them out easily. You have a very limited um, space to work with, and it adds a degree of fun to that fight. But beyond that, I didn't enjoy any of the dragons because it's let's do the same thing but there's a different gimmick thrown in like one of them has the ancient lightning the other one has the rotten breath the other one has the ice breath the other one has the no breath so i was very disappointed by dragons in that game after that first initial um that first initial fight in Lingrave where i struggled and then eventually got over that yeah
0: so i i don't mind the repeated I guess you know the repetitiveness there's plenty of bosses we see repeated over and over again. and I don't mind that because it seems like you know they always add like a an, another wrinkle to it, right except for maybe some of the the tree guardian guys. Some of those are like literally exactly the same, but some of them, mm-hmm. they do add like a move or something in there. I didn't mind the dragons because once you learn how to fight one, yes, you basically know how to fight all of them, but they would always throw in some wrinkle to make it interesting. So I, I didn't mind it as much, but I can see where you're coming from on that for sure. Do you have something you'd rather put on this list? <laughs> oh, yeah. 100% Commander Nile is on my oh list my of God. bosses yes. that <laughs> can die a death. I still never beat him straight up. I do the cheese where I go outside and shoot arrows, poison arrows at him and cheese <laughs> he him. You told me about this and I'm so mad I didn't know about it because I <laughs> went in the That fight is not fun to me, but it's like I need to get to the damn snowlands. So I got to get through that guy. He's, uh, But yeah, I hate that boss and I don't care if I have to cheese it. It's, um, it's my favorite snack anyway. Uh, but mm. <laughs> shout out to Cheez-Its and all yeah. of their glory. <laughs> yeah. Screw that boss. I hate it.
1: Yeah, that that one was not that that is a, a time when I just genuinely did not have fun in that game because those two ads that he have are just so powerful. And I never really truly figured them out like that. that That's an enemy that I would just kind of potion my way through in his castle. Then all of a sudden, like, boom, here's a boss and you got to fight two of them along with it. So I, I ended up beating it without cheesing it to If you count beating it with my mimic, not cheesing it. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't even with a mimic
0: tier, I still struggled like hell to beat that boss. So, Mm -hmm. by by the time I got to that uh,
1: boss, I had ditched sorcery altogether and decided to go back to like sword and shield with a crap ton of vigor and just kind of health my way through it. And the perfect supplement to that build is the blasphemous blade. That oh, yeah. thing is a miracle because of its Ash of War where you heal every time it hits it. So I just basically like Blasphemous Blade spammed my way through that boss and eventually
0: got him. It took a few tries, but I got there. Yeah, that is it's an amazing weapon. I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. And that it was a great weapon against Melania uh, because I had my Mimic tier and we were both yeah. popping off. I'm knocking her down because you knock her down with the Ash of War. So you, you got to take advantage of that yeah but you need to find an opening to get that i mean it War shoots off, fire not for, easy. You, you get it fi- it shoots fire for like a mile <laughs> you just keep your distance and spam yeah, but melania can go like two miles in the time yeah, that you well stick you gotta sword have, up have your, in the your, air your air uh go, oh, your mimic needs to get aggro all right yeah that is uh <laughs> that is a hell of yeah, a fight i, I still like, i still do I even want melania. to try it so low, like I, even like even with Rivers Blood, I don't know if I'm getting I'm making it out alive on that one. At least mm-hmm. not without hours and hours of practice. So, um, yeah. and as far as bad, bad or like bad boss fights, the only one that I
1: like those three would be my list the, yeah. with the dragons in there. The only other thing that I would consider that I didn't really have a great time with was Moog, the Lord of Blood. Yeah, just because of everything on the ground, I I spent less time enjoying the fight and more time worrying about was I standing in the bad stuff like if yeah. I wanted to do that I would have just played World of Warcraft <laughs> yeah. some more and just didn't I, I didn't have a great experience with that fight I ended up beating him on like my second try but this is supposed to be like one of the like the big bosses the demigods in the game and just was I did not enjoy that experience I, I at was all.
0: way too OP by the time I fought him and just like because I did I fought him after I beat the game Mm-hmm. and yeah it was like second try or something because i was just way too overpowered but so it, it's tough for me to like rank that as a a bad boss oh other terrible boss i still haven't beaten it that stupid death right bird oh um, yeah. yeah on the way that, to commander Null. It, yeah sucks. yeah definitely on the list uh, again one of those bosses where i'm like eventually i was like i hate this thing i don't have to fight this thing i'm moving on this thing mm-hmm. sucks.
1: That, that that boss, I wouldn't rank it just because I feel like that's a me problem that I can't figure
0: out the death no, bird. that boss but sucks. <laughs> now now
1: hearing you had that exact same experience, maybe it's not me. Maybe yeah. it is the bird. Maybe the bird is the problem here. Yeah, the bird yeah, sucks. I just, I just decided this, nope, I'm not doing this. I'm just going right past you. Come on, Torrent. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Best bosses. Best bosses. Start us off. I would have to go with my... Now, I'm saying this having not beaten Melania. I'm still struggling with... um, I'm at the point where I can... um, pretty comfortably get to phase two, but my god, just, I haven't been able to figure out phase two yet, but, so she might, at the end of that, she might be able to make, like, number three on my list, but I can't see her going any higher than that, but until then, it has to go to Radon, Starscourge, Scourge Radon for all of the reasons I mentioned earlier. I love that fight so much. It is just this huge atmospheric. He feels like a raid boss to me, yeah. because of all of the summons that you have, and I love the weapons and armor that you get. Most Like like most of the player base, the second I was able to uh, equip Mordaun's yeah, armor, mean, I did for a considerable chunk of the
0: game. It's basically like the best... Once you beat him, it's basically like some of the best armor you can get until like a little bit... Like for most of the game, it's like some of the best armor you can get. Obviously, yeah. there is some other crazy armor, like the bull goat armor or whatever. But yeah, it's... Uh, and his, his bow is very good, too. His other weapons are, are super good. I really good. like to... I, I
1: use the great swords. Like, I use yeah. the great swords through volcanoes. Well, those Manor abilities are
0: pretty, pretty nasty. It's what Ash we, of
1: War, where it sucks everything yeah. in and then just, like, slams the ground. I love that ability. It's Everything about Radon is great.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's a... Like I said, I don't necessarily love, like, the straight-up, like mechanics like if you really break it down like all of his moveset is kind of bullshit to me but Mm -hmm. um i love the spectacle and like you said the the mechanics of like summoning and the whole starting where he's like shooting arrows at you and it really feels like this epic war and everyone's rushing into battle Mm -hmm. totally with you on the set piece the spectacle of it as far as like the actual pound for pound move for move fight, I'm not as big on it, but I agree that it's still one of the best in the game for everything else that it brings to the table. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah it's like i'll i'll enjoy the heck out of watching someone play that fight <laughs> but the actual but fight I don't, itself i yeah. don't always want to be the one that's actually playing it
1: <laughs>
0: so <laughs> that's fair but i agree that it deserves to be on like the top best so mm-hmm. um, what's, and, what's your number three or, or do you want to just do like back and forth like, yeah for we best just go ones? back and forth like i yeah. i think Margaret has to be on there as one of the best bosses in the yeah. game like it is that skill check boss but i think like i said like how it's designed, I think, is amazing to make it challenging to find a way to make a boss both doable and challenging for new and returning, like in new players and veterans of of like the Soul series. I to be able to find that balance. And maybe it is a little overtuned, but I think uh the if if this was another linear souls game, it would be overturned. Tuned, oh, but absolutely. the fact that there is so much you can do, and then come back to make it easier for new players, I think it is maybe only slightly overtuned, but I still think it's fine. Like it doesn't need to be changed. Yeah, I agree with that. If it would be,
1: imagine if you just went from like the starting place right to Stormvale Castle, like it, it would be impossible. You'd have an awful time, but the fact that you can supplement all of these um different boss fights and then go back to market like that and uh, everything i've already said it's it's such a brilliant design I, I what a great boss fight that is and what do you got for number 2 for me now we hadn't really talked about it much to this point, but I'm going all the way to the end of the game, and I would say that that final combination of um, Radagon and the Elden Beast is my second favorite fight in that game. And I, I, it does get a lot of flack, and I understand that, but to me, it is a masterclass example of From Software's both boss design and boss environmental design. Oh, yeah. the, The thing that I love, like I, God, if I wish I could fight just Radagon on his own, because what a great fight that is, but the, it's the music that makes me love it so much because the music dictates your strategy on that fight. I don't know if you picked up on that or not, but in with Radagon, the music's very menacing, like the, na, 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 yeah. and you, you need to be in Radagon's face. You need to keep pummeling him before he pummels you. Because if you go slow with Radagon, you're going to, not only are you going to eventually get out DPS, but you're going to be out of resources for the Elden Beasts. You need to be hyper aggressive in order to beat Radagon as fast as possible to have as much as you can to stand a chance to get the Elden Beast. So, you do that, then you get to the Elden Beast, and the music changes. It's very melodic, very piano, very um, methodical. And that's your approach that you need to take to the Elden Beast. If you rush in constantly, you're not going to stand a chance against the thing. You need to pick your spots, know when to hit them, know when to run away. You need to match your play style to the music. And that to me when all of that clicks together that is what makes the from software experience special and nothing in that game really encompassed that more than the final boss fight for that and i love it so much for that reason
0: yeah i i, would, I agree radagon and the Elden beast would also be on my pick of best boss in the game like you said i love the the two contrasting styles in which you have to fight these two bosses back to back you have to be much more aggressive against Radagon, but still there's a, there is a lot of mechanics you got to learn there too. And he's aggressive, you got to be aggressive. But then Elden Beast, the way that it's designed is like you can't just sit there and tank damage and spam him because he runs away and he runs very far away. And so you, you are stuck just learning how to deal with all of the stuff that he throws at you. Uh, you got to jump over rings and... Dodge the, all these crazy light holy beams that are shooting at you and i think most of the elden beast fight is super fun but that tail end where he has that like those spinning oh, shooting thing. star thing that yeah is, that just never that is ends bullshit. it goes <laughs> it goes on for so long and you're just like what the hell? When is this going to end? I dodge three quarters of it, but then the last of it gets you, and you're just like, oh my god. So
1: I have a confession that I need to make here before we continue, yeah. and it's most of the reason I want to do a second playthrough. For whatever reason, I don't understand what happened, but when I beat the Elden Beast... He like froze for a third of his health bar for the last oh, third yeah, of his that health can bar. Happen. And then he you just, just wailed on him. And then I just wailed on him and killed oh. him. And like, I'm I'm not above that. I, I will take that WI. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I earned that. I did that. <laughs> so I feel like I need to take another you crack need to at redeem the Elden you. Beast
0: at some point. Well, so when I beat the Elden Beast, I literally died as I killed him oh so uh, so i didn't get the runes for killing him because <laughs> like i couldn't go back and get my runes they were in this yeah. wherever the because hell the they, Elden they beast were in did. they were in the water area wherever the <laughs> yeah. <Elden> beast lives <laughs> but i did beat him so i'm like okay whatever i'll take you it You take that w. i can't you refight it. like w. it wouldn't let me refight him i would have done it um uh, mm-hmm. but yeah it's so i i do gotta redeem myself and i am on radagon but there's still a few fights i haven't done but i don't know if mm-hmm. i want to care to go do them or not um some fun experiences though just to, to kind of close things out one of the fights what, that, what
1: about our number one
0: oh a number i thought that was the number one that's uh, my number two. Oh, it's your number two okay <laughs> do, do you have uh, a different number one or uh n- no i mean other ones i'd put on there i mean i'd put godfrey on there as one okay. of the best fights in the game and like I, I think Melania's up there, but I hate her stupid anime attack that I think is just a little too. Oh, the BS. waterfowl
1: dance. Yeah, the waterfowl is. dance
0: is a little bit too BS. But otherwise, I think it is a good fight, and it it has its place. And I think mm-hmm. aesthetically, and the like, and like the score of that fight, and how the music changes from phase one to phase two is all like masterfully done. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just it's not one of my favorite fights. But I think it's again, it's a very fight fun fight to watch other people do. Yeah. And like the whole the whole theme and spectacle of it is amazing. It's Mm -hmm. just not one of my favorites because there's it's kind of a BS fight, but it's has its place. It's meant to be that end game fight that's super, super hard, but not required. Right. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it it definitely serves that purpose. The the only fight that I would put on or put above the final fight is um I I would have to say it is Malaketh, the the black blade, the mm. the big dude you fight at the end of that weird what what is that? Like a weird of hurricane the prison. the crumbling Farmazula. Yeah, the 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 crumbling Farmazula. It's the only from software boss that I've ever faced that I wish had a bigger health bar <laughs> because I was just uh, having I, so much fun. Yeah, with I'm that not a fight. big fan of that fight.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Uh yeah, I just it's it's a very intense fight and he's jumping it's, all over the place. And I just i it was one of those fights that it was just I could never really get the full thing down. Um mm-hmm. and I just kind when, of whenever when I beat him I there. was getting lucky basically.
1: Yeah, that that's fair. Cause yeah, once when you first get past that phase one, where it's the beast, clergyman, or whatever he's called, and then he takes his robe off, and by God, it's Malachith. It yeah. seems daunting. He's just moving so fast, jumping everywhere. It seems impossible, and then that's a fight that I just eventually beat my head against until. I managed to get all of his moves down and figured it out, and I loved that experience. I loved it so much. I wish it wasn't a shared health bar between the Beast Clergyman and Malaketh. I wish there was more to that boss fight that I could experience, yeah. and that easily my favorite fight in that game.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I, I not as big on that one. Just I, I didn't like the <laughs> mechanics fair. of like the lower health bar and stuff. But I don't think it's anywhere near bad. Like. um and then oh, there was a fight I was just thinking of, and I, I just forgot about. But an interesting thing about Farmazula is, so if you fight, I don't know if, did you do the other boss fight there, the secret boss fight? I don't know if you I do not know about the it. the dragon. Dragon Lord Placidus like that. Yeah yeah, one, yeah, yeah, The one where you have the, to the reverse time. The brand? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you see that like Farmazula used to be like this all put together kingdom or whatever. But if you notice mm-hmm. all around the like limb grave, especially, you see just like those ruins. Like it's like you realize like those are pieces of Farmazula. Like oh, if yeah, you notice right. if you notice like they look like they belong there so but and then when you fight the dragon together, lord it's yeah, like totally. all those pieces are like together or whatever mm-hmm. uh, but i thought that was pretty cool that
1: is pretty cool um, and also yeah, we d- that fight the pharmaceutical brand What what is yeah. his name
0: fal uh i think it's like dragon lord uh, Placidisax. i want to say or am i thinking yeah. there's another dragon that has a weird name too please consult your doctor before you yeah. use Placidisax. <laughs> there's something or is that i just needed
1: to get that there's, joke there's, there's a, a dragon that you fight
0: that like fia's dragon also has a weird name so i, I forget yeah, what their name. is that's a lich dragon or something that, or other <laughs> which yeah whatever there's two of those dragons um yeah uh, there was another big fight that i was thinking we didn't mention but whatever i can't think of it but i know we talked <laughs> about like Rycard is kind of a fun gimmick fight yeah, Red card's um, the, a cool gimmick. I, I I felt so smart when I killed that fight because
1: I was struggling with the Serpent a lot. And then I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. They gave me a weapon.
0: I'm going to yeah, try Yeah, see, it. that's what I did was I got there. I picked up the weapon. I fought him once without using it. And then I just stopped playing for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And like the next time I played, I totally forgot I picked up that weapon. So I struggled oh, on it for forever. And I was like, I didn't hear anyone else <laughs> complaining about him. And then I looked up, like, I was like, screw it, what's the strategy? And there was like, oh, oh yeah, they gave me a weapon. And then, yeah, <laughs> it was much, much easier. Um, but I wanted to maybe close it out with us talking about like maybe our most rewarding moments, um, because there's two, I have two examples, one in my first playthrough, one in my second and the first one actually being against like a boss, people don't really talk about, but that's like the shade of God, uh, Godfrey that you first fight before Morgoth, the golden Godfrey that you fight Oh, right, with right, the right. axe yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. So that was a situation where I, you know, I had my, I tried to using my Ash Summon at the time. I didn't really level it up that much. So it was just getting stomped into the ground and mm-hmm. I couldn't really use my spells on him because they just it just wasn't doing enough damage and it wasn't working. And I'm like, I can't block this guy with my shield. So I was like, I just got to hunker down, dual wheel, like two hand my scythe, and I just ran that fight into the ground. Like just learned every (laughs) single mechanic. So by the time I beat him, like I was basically taking no damage, like dodge rolling everything perfectly. How good does that feel? Yeah, and when you finally get that down, and you finally you get the dance down it is one of the most rewarding. So even though I don't think that's like one of the best bosses in the game, it was just one of those more rewarding moments. Mm-hmm. And that that's really one of the coolest things about that game. It's yeah,
1: it's these little micro moments from your experience because for me, I one-shot Godwin, I put out my mimic and then we, we mowed through him and moved on. So yeah. even though it's the same boss fight, we had such a different yeah. experience. Yeah,
0: depending on your build and whatever situation, skill... Like, it's always interesting to hear, like, who spent a lot more time on other things. Mm -hmm. And I did remember that thing previously. I did want to give a shout out to the Fire Giant as being one of the more cooler bosses in the game. Yeah, the Fire is cool. He's kind of BS with, like, you could be doing so well and then he could just one-shot you out of nowhere, which kind of sucks. But otherwise, I think it is one of the best designed, like, giant fights that I've seen in a video game. Um, Yeah. So...
1: I, I met I cheesed my way through that fight. I'm not gonna even deny it. I, <laughs> I, I don't looked even know online. how you cheese that
0: unless you did the thing where he like falls off a cliff or something.
1: I, I didn't do that, but I looked online and there are like there is an obscene amount of iframes in that fight where if you use torrent, you can basically like go right through his attacks. So you can go to that, run up to him, breath, run away breath run away and just like (laughs) i frame your way through that fight to the point where he can't hit you it it was total
0: bs i i don't deserve that win but i'll take it again (laughs) yeah no i had to do it straight up chipping away at him and yeah because there is a way like in phase two like because you attack his foot at first Mm -hmm. and then what i do in phase two is i attack his other foot which doesn't do that much damage but you can chip away at him but an actual way to damage him more but it's more risky is when he puts he puts his hands down a lot in phase two because he's like yeah. not you know he's on his knees or whatever and if you you can attack his hands and it does a lot more damage but it's way way riskier but it's interesting like you can have different styles where it's easier to be behind him and just swing at his leg and do less damage but be safer and that's that's the route i've gone and it takes a mm-hmm. while in phase two but as far as i'm concerned it, that's
1: the only route to take because yeah.
0: it's not worth the risk yeah exactly but all right and then so i'll give do you have a moment in mind for like your most rewarding moment or do you want mine me to go? is very similar
1: to yours it just replace um replace uh godwin or godfrey with Malakath. yeah there's where a lot of
0: God, Godfrey Godwin, Godfrey's, Godfrey Godfrey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that that, at that I just laughed
0: at that boss yeah. fight. Like, really, guys, you're really gonna you run out of ideas? Yeah, you're here. really gonna reskin Godric? But he has like, a whole we need lore. Something. At least they came up with the whole lore behind him. But yeah, that was BS. But go go ahead, continue.
1: Yeah, for me, for me, I had that exact same experience with Malaketh later in the game where. I consistently got my butt handed to me when I was doing that fight, and I was just in this zone after a while, and it was like 1.30 in the morning on a work night, and I would just... <laughs> I needed to beat Malakath. I would get like a little sliver closer every single time, and I would keep making progress, and it just... I just you know, when you have those runs and everything just clicks and you're just, you enter like this trance and everything goes good. That was me with Malakath. And I got so excited. I barely slept that night, suffered for <laughs> it tremendously the next work Yeah, day, too much but, adrenaline after that. <laughs> and then, yeah, just, and that's... A, probably a really big reason of why Malaketh has I have such a fond memory and I consider it my favorite boss fight to that game just that like perfect moment of everything clicking together and being able to just like be on a whole other level with that fight I loved it so much
0: yeah it's always that feeling of like your first attempts you're just getting destroyed and then to make that progress and finally take it down like learn all the mechanics it is the most rewarding experience Mm-hmm. As much as I dislike that far Missoula area, I love it aesthetically, but God, every enemy is a pain in the ass no, in that it place. sucks so Those bad. Those stupid like friggin' like they look like uh, the things from World of Warcraft, the Worgen dude, you know, they yeah, look like Worgen. The beast pricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're they're so annoying. But uh, my second playthrough, one of the most rewarding boss fights was not one you might think. It was the Draconic Tree Sentinel outside of Lendell. So my okay. weapon kind of sucked. Like I had a Uchi katana that I didn't like invest too much in, like upgrading it. But like I'm trying to speed run to Rivers of Blood so I can go around and destroy everything, right? So mm-hmm. instead of trying to go on torrent and jump around and try and slash them bit by bit, I upgraded my bow and got poison arrows, and I was on foot, and I killed the Draconic Tree Sentinel by just. Basically going like half naked so I would be fast and have poison (laughs) arrows and learn to dodge everything like he would shoot the fireballs and the lightning at me. And I learned how to dodge all of it and just took him out by dotting him up with poison arrows and just kept shooting away at him and took him out completely with a bow. And oh, it was by the oh end God, to do that, that was so good. was very rewarding. I had to keep going back and buying tons of arrows, but it was uh it was a ton of fun to do. If it works, it works. Yeah. So oh, what a great game! Yeah, what a great just an game, amazing game. If good. you sat through all this and you still haven't played the game, go play it. Even though we didn't even really spoil that much, I feel like you know. So there's even so if you. Are still on the fence about getting it, and you made it this far. I would highly encourage you guys to go play it. Absolutely, Elden Ring is a
1: once in a generation game, as far as I'm concerned. It's like I mentioned; I would consider it one of my top three favorite games of all time. It's it just I I will remember this moment in time fondly. The first playthrough that I had of Elden Ring.
0: Yeah, it feels like. You know, every once in a while a game comes along, like you said, and kind of like defines a moment in time. And I think the last game before that was probably Breath of the Wild, right? And yeah, that, that was a game, a pivotal game that you now see ripples, like the ripple effect in all of games today where a lot of games took inspiration from Breath of the Wild. And now we see Elden Ring come out and it would not surprise me if more games are going to be trying to emulate that and whether or not they capture what truly will be the operative word whether or not not, they capture what actually makes elden ring a fantastic game will remain to be seen but definitely you know whether through youtube comments or discord uh, make sure to join us um or you know, links in the description, but let us know if you played Elden Ring, let us know your experience. We want to continue the conversation. As I yeah, said, let's, let's see your favorite boss fights. Give us yeah. your top three. I'm curious if how much they differ from ours. And I did actually on my channel, Game Essays do an Elden Ring boss tier list. I don't know if you know about that, Keith, but I did you, know about that. Did but, I watch uh, it yet? No, yeah. but it's in
1: my, <laughs> my queue. But for those who <laughs>
0: have not, uh, they can go check that out as well. Um, uh, but Keith, this was a lot of fun and the next until, time
1: until the next one of these comes along in a few years well uh i'll see you then yeah well, well actually luckily, i'll see you before then in like a yeah. couple of weeks when we're yeah. back for our regularly scheduled pokemon exactly. quest. but <laughs>
0: but yeah i mean hey we i think we still both have some FromSoft soft games we can we can go to as well so there's still experiences for us to have before we yeah. get whenever the hell the next maybe game's maybe someday up. we'll start like a from soft book club yeah.
1: where we all suffer together through the back we gotta do the sekiro and,
0: and blood Born and, and I don't want to do Bloodborne again <laughs> I don't have it in I need the to do Bloodborne and I need to do Dark Souls 3 and Sekiro so and Demon Souls if I get a PS5 but anyway yeah. if and whenever that happens indeed but anyway thank you guys so much for joining us and we will be back soon in a few weeks with our Pokemon series so until then stay safe and we'll see you guys next time toodles
1: Toodles.